Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So uh, yesterday we were given the confirmation that Auckland's A-League club franchise adventure to be put in, led by American rich listed Bill Foley, was given full approval and he will take the field from next season with a women's side projected for a year later. Now it did raise some eyebrows, didn't it? Particularly from Aucklanders still scarred by that double hit that was the Knights and the Kings several years ago. Foley has talked a big game and has the sporting franchise pedigree to back it up, but the new club faces a short timeline, and let's be fair, it's a city that doesn't attend sporting events in big numbers, that's unless they're winning. So to discuss this, Aussie football analyst Andy Harper. Uh, Andy, a pleasure to have you on the show. What is your initial reaction to the knowledge that there will be two New Zealand franchises in the A-League as of next season? Well, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, my first reaction was, what do the Aucklanders think? Because it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the locals in Auckland and the surrounds think. And so uh, I'm very happy to tell you how I feel after that. But w- what's been the reaction over there? I mean, uh, I'm fascinated by it. Well, and I'll tell you exactly what I think. But I'd, most important is what the locals feel. Well, the, the the football is a football community in Auckland that has been underserved for an awful long time. A lot of passionate uh, members. There's obviously a uh, a lot of expats from around the world come to the melting pot that is uh, Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. So there has been some excitement, no doubt. But uh, the casual sport fans have kind of got an eyebrow raised at this stage. Uh, there isn't a national investment uh, in the Phoenix amongst uh, sports fans. It's fair to say that it's football fans and then some casual fans. It doesn't grab the attention uh, on a on a national scale often enough yeah. uh, for anyone who loves football in this country. So there is uh, some excitement mixed with trepidation. And the, and the simple fact is, as I said just a little bit earlier there, Andy, it is very hard to get people to a, an event in Auckland if that team is not winning. The Warriors, a perfect example of that, did really struggled prior to the pandemic to get decent crowds, uh, really got things on board and uh, turned it around in a massive way. But every other franchise has really struggled. Yeah. Well, I mean, firstly, the most important thing is gives it the green light, and that is uh, there's, a, there's a core fan base potentially there that, that wants to support a football team. If you were going to tell me there wasn't that didn't exist, I'd say, well, we're pissing into the wind here. But everything else you've said, um, th- these are all experiences we've lived deeply together. In fact, Sydney, the city I grew up, sounds like a twin of Auckland. I mean, Sydney, if if, if there's a, the- a, a a more a more clear example of a theatre going public than Sydney, you're probably suggesting Auckland might be it. But geez, it'd be a neck and neck finish. 
Sydney people don't go out of their way for anything that's not blue ticket and winning. So uh, Auckland is, is the same sort of city. It, it doesn't negate the role of these things and the potential for them to take take uh, root. Now, I'm really excited by the Foley thing. Um, let, let's cut to the chase. This has the potential to be uh, a, a game changer for the league, for the league. Um, and it's because of the bona fides of, of Foley. Now, of course, the proof of the pudding is going to be in the eating. And you can only judge this guy and what he's done in sport on his track record. Uh, notwithstanding the potential vagaries, as you've outlined them, for the Auckland market, um, let, let's put it this way. It's, you're not comparing apples with apples here, but if you can get people ice skating in the Nevada desert, then getting people to turn up to a football match in Auckland should be relatively easy. Uh, and, of course, I'm referring to the Vegas Golden Knights project that he started as an expansion uh, and has won the Stanley Cup in the short time since they've been running it and, and are now one of the powerhouses. So um, he comes in with great bona fides. It's a potential game changer for the league because if if APL are smart, and I must say congratulations to both Foley and the APL for landing this whale on a on a two-pound line, I should say, comparatively, um, then i got to hope that the APL can leverage this relationship and bring more of that size... Uh, and that capacity ownership into the competition because it desperately needs it. Now, you mentioned the ownership and that uh, comparison with uh, the Golden Knights in Vegas. Now, Vegas loves things shiny uh, and new, and uh, it's a tourist town predominantly as well, isn't it? So it's one of those things, if you can pack an event and make it fit, then that can that can happen and get caught fire in a, in a relatively uh, early way for uh, the Golden Knights. Do you see the fact that there is two New Zealand franchises. And let's be perfectly frank about this, Andy. There was a, uh, a fair, for a fair time there, we were hearing out of uh, football pundits out of Australia, fans, media, whoever, saying that the Phoenix were always in the bubble of being cut. And so, oh, we don't need them. Let's get rid of them. They don't bring anything to the yep. comp. Um, so that was sustainably a very difficult scenario. Do you think, and do you think the opinion out of Australia would be that New Zealand is capable of sustaining two professional football clubs in the same competition yes as a matter of numbers i think it i think you can sell that story and i think it can prove it look i to answer that point about the, the feeling over here about kiwi clubs in an in australian competition um you, you're right there have been a lot of people thinking why are we subsidizing a team from wellington when there are cities and regions in australia that could be in the a-league and it's a reasonable argument that locals have mounted um but it's been deeper than that. You know, there have been from time to time members of decision-making organisations like the Board of Football Australia that had the Wellington Phoenix clearly in their sight. I mean, I'm not making this up. I think it's it's virtually a matter of historic record. Um, Wellington Phoenix have survived, and I think in the short term, since those tumult really tumultuous period of, uh, you know, three, four, five years, or longer than that, mate, four, five, whatever it is, four, five, six years ago, have actually stabilised and 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 shown their value, um, but what New Zealand's a, a, a population uh, that if you split between two football teams nominally, you've got access to a couple of million, two three million people each. Now I know it's spread; it's not an even distribution, but the fact is you've got the numbers to do it, you've got the sporting pedigree to do it. Um, I've always been on the public record of saying if we're going to have one New Zealand team over here, 
because I've been sympathetic also to the fact locally that a team like Wollongong's never had a place in the A-League that the mm-hmm. Wellington Phoenix had. That's just to declare in, in, in the spirit of uh, ultra-transparency. But equally, I've always said, if we're going to have one New Zealand team, let's have two. Because I'm of the distinct opinion that great sports competitions have cornerstone rivalries that drive the interest. Um, and to be frank, there are not a lot of cornerstone rivalries between the rest of the A-League teams and Wellington Phoenix. It, it in a lot of marketing senses, has been a black spot uh, on, the, on the schedule on a weekly basis. Uh, that's just a fact. That's not to say that Wellington haven't contributed great football and Wellington haven't contributed great players and Wellington haven't de- developed a fantastic fan base. That's a separate discussion. Of course they have. But when it's got to the roster... No one has been looking to mark their calendars when Wellington's coming to town. And I think having an Auckland, I don't think I firmly believe that having Auckland now in the competition is going to enable not just the the Wellington fans and the Auckland fans to mark their calendar the first day the roster comes out, the match schedule comes out, but Aussies, including people like me, are going to be marking the diary to watch that derby as well. I, I, I think it's got, it's not just got enormous potential. I don't think... The thing was sustainable without it, to be frank. And uh, but it's not just putting a team in there, as you as you said in the opener. And we lived. I played in those days through the pain of the the nights, uh, etc. Um, the big difference with this, and you don't just want to have anyone. Which is the point about Bill Foley, and why I'm so excited about him potentially, is that what's gone before him in Auckland football, New Zealand football, when it's come to the Australian National League has been an undercapitalized mess. Bill Foley won't make that mistake. How well it works after that is going to be a matter of the sporting gods, how well the team does, all of, all those sorts of vagaries. That's part of the fun of watching it. But it won't be because it's not capitalized properly. And I think we, we've, gone, we've gone through the same uh, gnashing of teeth over here with various reincarnations of things. And what you have to look at in the now when you compare with the past is... What is the capitalization difference between the two? Um, and very clearly, if you don't have a capital base, doesn't matter what you do, you can't make it in modern professional sport. And nothing that's come before Bill Foley in this context has been put to the Auckland people before like that. And that's why it's, it's crashed and burned. Uh, and that's why I'm really excited about the project for the locals, but bigger picture for the league. And if, if Bill Foley can be the first of the next group of owners who are serious sports investors and want to do this stuff properly, then, mate, the league is going to fly. And that has to be the model that they're looking to push here. Yeah, and we're speaking with Fox Sports football analyst Andy Harper. And Andy, uh, what you mentioned about how with the split now, you could look at maybe a couple of million uh, either way. I actually think that while obviously the Auckland franchise will build its uh, within the uh, the Auckland area, I actually think that people outside of Auckland are more likely to suddenly start become Phoenix fans because in New Zealand, if you're not in Auckland, nobody cheers for them. Auckland yeah, are, right. are positively hated sporting-wise outside of the country, so they're not going to pick up any fans out you know, uh, south of the Bombay Hills. There's no, almost no chance of that unless, unless it's you know, ex-Aucklanders who have moved region, but it could make football fans in New Zealand have a reason to become invested in the Phoenix, so those Aucklanders get their comeuppance. Now, you mentioned uh, what is brought by Bill Foley. Now, I mean, 
my immediate reaction it jumped to geez i wonder if we're going to see like lone players from the the lower uh, the lower teams or players uh from uh, afc bournemouth uh who aren't quite quite getting a crack over there coming over to this side of the world just to be able to get some reps under their belt um those connections and, and that's what you're talking about isn't it having well-connected owners like this in auckland could become the new model for the rest of the A-League. Auckland could be the litmus ground for lifting the entire competition to a new level. Well, well, I, I think so. Just in the interests of um, uh, of my current employers, uh, I, I should say that Fox Sports was a few years ago for me. I'm now with uh, Paramount Plus uh, and Channel My 10. bad. Apologies for that, mate. No, no, no. That, that's okay. Uh, now I can understand why that would, might have gone through to the keeper, but just, just to clear that up. Yeah, yes, look, it, it's... Uh, it's, it's more than just access to players, although Foley's group, like a few around the world, are, start, are working on this multi-club um, uh, template now, which, is, which was pioneered by the City Football Group. Um, interestingly, it's a Melbourne City administrator who's been parachuted in uh, as the chief executive, and you don't have to be Einstein to work out the potential synergies of, of bringing someone from the City Football Group to help Foley get his, his Antipodean football adventure going as part of that global network. But... It, when I talk about a capital base, it's not just about throwing a bone to to uh, AFC Bournemouth players who, who might need some game time and say, oh, hang on, we're going to send you down to New Zealand to enjoy yourself and get some football. Having a proper capital base means, means doing the club properly, means training facilities, um, uh, all, all those sorts of things that, 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 that too many clubs in football in this part of the world have just not turned their hand to for too long, way too long. Um, uh, and it's still a case with some organisations in the A-League. They're, they're on a, they're on a, a cost minimisation drive rather than an investment drive. Uh, and in professional sport, if you're in the former, whilst we've always got to manage costs, but if that's your driving um, management philosophy, then professional sport just eats you up and spits you out. Um, it, it's a very expensive business, uh, um, irrespective of what level you're at. The professional sport what, will take whatever money you're going to throw at it and then some. And so when you, the point I'm making is you need people with the, the balance sheet of a Bill Foley and the focus of a Bill Foley to be able to uh, ride the, the significant amounts of investment that are required to establish the football club, to build the to build the facilities, to build the front office, to build the systems that communicate with fans and sell this to fans and bring fans on the journey. It doesn't happen virally necessarily. And you need a balance sheet to support that. And and that's the value of a of a of a Foley. And when it comes to players, mate, it's a global, it's a it's a it's a global labor market. It, it, just look down the road at Wellington Phoenix and, and, and how well Ufuk Talley did uh, now with Sydney FC and, and, and Chief is there doing a great job. Um, but the players Ufi managed to bring in, many of whom no one had ever heard of. Um, but if, you, if you're going to tell me you don't want to turn up and watch Oscar Savada play football on a weekend, then you're waiting for Nirvana, which doesn't exist in sport. I mean, there's a lot of snobbery with football fans in this part of the world about what they're prepared to watch and what they're not goddamn prepared to watch. Fact of the matter is, there's good football on show if you want to go and watch it. You need a balance sheet, however, to sell that story and bring people into that world. And that's Foley's job with Auckland. Definitely able to take big steps forward with situations like this. And, and you mentioned like the, the, the where things were with the old NSL 
uh, to where we are now. You know, they're, they're light years as you take those steps along the way. And this, to me, feels like a, a real um, major moment within the course of the A-League and what it is capable of. I'm, I'm with you, and everything you're saying make perfect, makes perfect sense. Uh, couldn't be uh, singing from that same hymn sheet any closer, Andy. But we've seen what Canberra included as well. So we're going to be 14 teams next season. Is 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 that it? Is that the perfect number? Do you think they no. there's room to grow further? How, what, how do you see yes. that playing out? Oh, mate, I don't see why we would stop expanding. Uh, and um, given the right conditions and the right markets, if I can use that term, I, I, I hate using markets, but, but that's what everyone understands using those that terminology. I don't have a fixed view. I just keep isolating parts uh, of Australia, New Zealand as, as it's developed. Where does someone, where can we find someone who's got the, the right size balance sheet, the right motivation, the right vision, and importantly, the right energy. Like they they care and they want it to work. And 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 where can we where can we build a team around this and take it? And to me, there's there is a ceiling on that, but we're a long way off it. So hopefully, Canberra will get will will start breaking some cover because they, along with Auckland, were were publicised as the two that were going to come in. We haven't heard much about Canberra to be honest, but let's hope. That takes you to 14. Um, I, I just think we can keep going because uh, people talk about promotion relegation, which is a furphy in this part of the world, unfortunately. Yeah. It's just completely unworkable. But it doesn't mean you don't promote teams. You forget the relegation. But why not just have a, a, have a, have a, a footprint that might be 20 professional football clubs? So I think it's very achievable. Um, but only if you've got cornerstone leadership ownership and investment from the likes of Bill Foley. Now, of course, we've got to see this to believe it first, right? I mean, his history shows he's going to be very effective. We need him to be very effective. I believe he's going to be very effective. But the fact of the matter is, it's still got to happen yet. Um, But he is the archetypal uh, type of person to bring into the competition. And if you can find more Bill Foley's, uh, more... more, um, groups of owners like that to establish and run and build and drive football clubs, then I wouldn't be sealing it at anything necessarily. Yeah, well, I do say that uh, if you want to turn a billionaire into a millionaire, let them buy a sporting club. Uh, it is yes. uh, the easiest exactly. way to sink your money out. Uh, so, But he, he's proved well, himself to be a shrewd adventure. He, he's, he can't deny his track record. There's nothing that's happened uh, with Bill Foley that we should make us... Uh, doubt that he's capable of uh, of turning this around, but if you uh, if you want to test someone's pedigree, try sport, setting up a sporting franchise in Auckland. That's that's that is a true test. He makes this work. The guy deserves just what knighthoods in any country he wants to walk uh, into. Well, good luck to him. Look, he, he does have a he does have a very vibrant football community to leverage, and that's a good start. If that didn't exist, I think it, it would make it even more difference. But difficult. But two things um, just on that about the Golden Knights. I think the, one of the most interesting things he said in a in a wonderful press conference yesterday when he was announced was, in the short time, uh, the increase in kids ice skating in Nevada, on the back of the of the Vegas Golden Knights, and I just you know. Who 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 is living in Nevada in forty degrees day to day, fantasizing about ice skating for God's sake? I am. I'm getting out of the forty degree heat. That sounds amazing. That's You're exactly what I do. Okay. That's what I'll be taking my fair kids enough. to do. I can tell you, Andy. <laughs> fair fair enough. I get touche. I take your point. Um, 
the, the fact is, what I'm, I guess I'm saying is there is clearly no natural market for ice hockey in Nevada. Um, so so if you, you can make that extension into uh, harnessing an existing football interest and, and building on that through a successful football operation, which is his target. The other thing about profitability of professional sports, there's two things to it. Undeniably, uh, apart from a few clubs in the world, Professional sport is a is a cash flow negative operation. I don't think anyone on a profit and loss expectation comes out not black and blue in professional sport. The value of this from a business point of view is the is the growth of your business over time. And to jump out of an out of this and into another American sport, you know, the Washington Commanders, uh, as they're called now in the NFL, uh, are just sold a few weeks ago. Um, before that. I think it was in the 80s or 90s was the last time they sold and, and that that franchise was sold for something like 800 million US in the in the 90s and now it's just sold in 2023 uh, for five and a half billion dollars. Now, yeah. I'm not sure if they if, if their profit and loss was particularly pleasant over that period. Um, but I tell you, when the owner ca uh, cashed in, and, and that was the, when it was time to realise the growth of the business, and that's what these guys are in it for, uh, and that's why they invest and they build the structures and the infrastructure uh, and everything that goes with this to build the value of their property. That's something that they can then leverage in a business sense down the track. But they're very smart because well, most the good ones are smart, and Foley seems to be one of these. Whilst he's building that business case down the track, improving the value of this thing, he actually realises you can't fundamentally do that if the team sucks. <laughs> and at its core, this business is about sport and winning and fans. And and the smart rich owners, because there's a lot of dumb rich owners as well, the smart rich owners realise the essence of that DNA in this, in this um, process and that's what they feed. And in the end, uh, the good ones have, have built something pretty nice out of it. And look, the, the opportunity for legacy is big. They say if you can uh, see it, you can be it. And I think that's wonderful for football in uh, the big city of Auckland. Paramount Plus football analyst Andy Harper, grateful for your time and your insights today. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks for having me. Good on you.